Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Hey, it's Scott Lips and welcome back to Lip Service. Love. We all crave it. We all want to be loved probably now more than ever in the time of isolation and this crazy global pandemic. Does finding love during a pandemic create a whole other side of the complexity? I'm going to talk to a few of my close friends today who shall remain nameless and speak to them about some of their experiences during this trying time. Basically, if it isn't hard enough, you throw a pandemic in the mix and you don't even know who might have a deadly contagious disease and everyone is on high alert. So it's a very, very hard time to date. It's a very hard time to find love. So when speaking to a few of my friends, three women and specifically one guy and their experiences of dating and looking for love during this coronavirus pandemic, I think you'll find some pretty interesting stories. The stories are funny, they're touching, and we're all just trying to stay healthy, be safe and find love and date safely during this time. Uh, I know for me, especially the most awkward part of this is definitely the hello and goodbye. When you see people, your tendency is to want to go in for the hug or for the embrace or whatever it may be. I'm really affectionate and I, I'm very loving and I'm a hugger and nothing is more awkward than the elbow you know, rub and the virtual hug. But you know, in short, most of the time, I think that people might perceive you as being cold if you don't give them a hug or actually embrace them on before or after you meet them. But in reality, we're just trying to be safe. So in doing all my journeys and doing these pre-interviews, it was interesting talking to people and hearing their perspectives on all this. Dating shows are very in vogue at the moment. I don't know if you guys tune into shows like Indian Matchmaking and Love is Blind and things like that, but it's very apropos. And then again, there are quite a lot of shows coming out these days about dating in the coronavirus era. So I did my own research, spoke to some friends, and basically talked to people about what they've been going through, how they're meeting people, how are their relationships surviving during a pandemic, are they having babies or are they breaking up? There's so much to get into. It's a really fun show. I'm excited about this today. I'm speaking to three women, which shall remain nameless, anonymous for the sake of this podcast, and a guy friend. My guy friend story is actually quite interesting. He um, didn't want to, uh, his name to be included in this, but he did have this, this story, which I found quite interesting, where he is actually going to uh, markets like Irwan and, and actually speaking to people there with the mask on and asking them out without ever taking their masks off inside, outside. So for me, the question was always, how do you know what they look like? Are you, uh, is this a, a case of love is blind where you're going to go on a date with someone and not actually get to see them before, which I found very interesting. And then in another pre-interview, a friend of mine was telling me a story of a friend of hers met someone um, online and did three dates where they both kept the masks on the entire time. They did not look at each other's social media. So in essence, they sort of had a love is blind scenario and I guess it worked out for them. So how important are looks these days, right? It's important to just connect, you know, from a standpoint of everyone needs someone right now, even more so. I think a lot of people are suffering from anxiety and dealing with this crazy pandemic. So 
Do me a favor, sit back, enjoy. If you like the show, as always, as I mentioned, rate, review the show. It's very important to us. And coming up in just a moment, my first guest in finding love during a pandemic. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Our show today is brought to you by the fine folks at Thursday's Boot Company. You guys have seen me rocking these boots in every other picture I have on Instagram. I'm always repping them. Thursday's Boots is a bootstrap startup that makes the best handcrafted boots and sells them direct to consumer at some of the lowest markups in the footwear industry. Thursday's Boots tagline is highest quality, honest prices because they use some of the best materials like full grain leather, supple glove leather lining, and gold standard Goodyear welt construction. Thursday's Boot Company sells their boots at prices starting at just $149 with free shipping and returns. They've been featured in all the best fashion press, from Esquire to GQ to Cosmo and Vogue. And more, more importantly, they've gotten over 20,000 five-star reviews from real customers. Thursday's boots are perfect for people who understand quality and don't want to pay a high retail markup for a great-looking pair of boots that are built to last. So check them out at Thursday's Boots on Instagram. My favorite shoes, my favorite boots. You always see me repping them. You'll love it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Hey, it's Scott. Welcome back to the show. So as I was chatting with you guys before, we are talking about all things finding love in a pandemic, what it's like to date during this time. How's it going? We were welcoming to the show a friend of mine. We'll know her. I guess we can call her Ash for the purpose of this interview. Um, Ash, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, you know, your sort of dating scene, are you single? How are you finding it these days? I wanna get into everything about your life right now and what, how you are adjusting to this time period. Um, so I'm from New York basically, and then I came out here right before coronavirus for a job interview. And I was planning to actually go back and forth and be bi-coastal. So I rented an apartment in LA and in the very beginning, thinking, oh, I'll have two apartments, but I'll work my butt off to pay for both of them. And then I ended up getting stuck with two apartments in coronavirus. And in the very beginning, though, it was very interesting because I started, I was dating a lot more in the very beginning because we didn't know how bad or serious I think everything was. I still was quarantining though. Like it was really like weird. So you would meet a guy and you would talk to him on the phone. You would pen pal. It was almost like prison, right? Like you would write somebody and you would decide after two weeks, like, do I really want to bet my life that you're kind of a cool guy? Like, that's pretty much what it was. So, you know, I met a couple, I met one person and, you know, and we walk me we, back a little bit. Were you meeting these people online? Were you meeting them through dating apps? 
Yeah, so definitely, unfortunately, I hate to admit it, but it was all dating apps because I honestly have no idea how are you supposed to meet somebody? I mean, in, in a mask like this, like, you know, half your face covered, it's really hard to, you know, meet somebody right now since you're not supposed to go out. So yeah, we were meeting on dating apps and, you know, we would FaceTime, we would talk. I do have to give guys credit though, because during the pandemic, they usually don't really want to get to know you unless they're like, they're mostly kind of, let's be real. They're always like kind of pretending a little bit, but this is the one time that they were forced to really get to know us because they had nowhere else to go or nothing else to do. So they were just there. So I actually feel like you, every relationship that I think happened over quarantine sped up like 20 times. So if you dated somebody for a month, it was equivalent to maybe like six months. If you dated somebody for three months, it was like, a year and a half, I would say like, it's crazy because you're stuck with that person. But the other good thing that was for women, at least, is that there was no other distraction for men. So basically you wouldn't have to worry. Like if you were at say a restaurant and some hot girl walks by in like a little dress with and stares at your man, because that girl's probably going to be wearing a mask and no makeup and sweatpants right now, since that's what we're all doing. So, yeah. yeah so walk me back through this. So March hits the coronavirus. Obviously, everyone's in a state of disarray. Like, you know, I think for everyone, it's traumatizing even to this day. And so you're essentially single in March, right? Was I? Maybe. Okay. Well, if, <laughs> if, you, if you weren't single, <laughs> if you weren't single in March, do people, is it guys that are sliding into your DMs? Is it, you know, which dating apps are you on? How are you adjusting when the world basically shuts down and comes to a halt and you probably had a fairly active dating life before? Um, you know, I actually was seeing, I actually went on a couple of dates with this one guy before the pandemic hit and then the pandemic hit and I was like, eh, I don't really think I like you enough to like keep this going. So I actually kind of stopped it with him <laughs> and then met somebody new and we actually hung out for a good portion of the virus situation. He actually helped me move. Well, no, he didn't actually help me move in, which was part of one of our major fights. I waited for him all night. Oh, he's totally gonna know about this story. Uh, I waited for him all day. He said, oh, you know, I'll be there and I'm gonna help you move out. And I had people coming for buying furniture. And I'm always a little sketch when I'm inviting somebody into my home, you know, from Craigslist or Facebook as a girl living alone. So I just asked him, I'm like, do you mind being there just in case? And he's like, of course, of course. But the night before he had actually come over, I cooked him a really nice dinner. I made him, you know, filet mignon actually, and some really nice stuff. And so we had wine and he said, oh, can I take the other half a bottle of this wine? I went, yeah, sure. And then he goes, well, since you're moving, can I have another bottle? And I'm like, yeah, sure, take whatever you want. So the next day comes, and I'm like, babe, are you coming? Like the people are here and there's a guy coming for the couch and I'm a little scared. And he goes, oh yeah, I got drunk early for a work call. So I don't think I'm going to make it. When are you coming here? And I'm like, okay. So that was, for, that was fight number one. Let's, let's just put it that. Well, walk it back a little bit too. So you, did you meet this guy on a dating app? I did. I did okay. meet him on a dating app. And our first quote unquote uh, FaceTime date, my three a two and a half year old niece at the time was stalking me from room to room like in Ashby and Ashby play with me 
So I hid in a closet at this pantry closet. And I was like, there's also a washer dryer in there. So it's a little bit bigger. And all of a sudden I looked over and she was standing in the dark in the corner, just staring at me. And I was like, oh God, it's like children with a corn. I was like, where did you come from? So yeah, it was, it was a very funny, interesting first date. But uh, yeah, then we eventually, we both quarantined for the full two weeks. Because I have members that are very autoimmune, so. So, so initially you guys meet, you do a FaceTime or, or Zoom. What is it that you do? Yeah, FaceTime. I would say FaceTime, you meet, you decide. And then, oh my gosh, wait. So then we started, before we actually met, we would have movie dates, which was we would FaceTime each other and we would say, okay, we picked the movie together, you know, old school style, like Blockbuster, except what you're doing is reading top charts or whatever on Netflix. We picked our movie. And then we said, one, two, three, start. And we would hit the button at the same time and watch the movie, but not together. And then call each other and talk about it. That's, so that's very we, cute, actually. So that's a new thing, because that obviously would never happen if it wasn't during the time period that we're in. So was that somewhere around March, April? And how many FaceTimes did you do with him movie nights before you actually decided we need to meet in person? And was it sort of, were, you, were we out of the lockdown when you decided to meet in person? No, no, we were full lockdown, actually. I had to ask permission from my family, too. I was like, what do you think? He said he's quarantined for a couple of weeks. And uh, they said, yeah, sure, you know, it's fine. Just be safe. So um, we had FaceTimed a while before I actually met him. And I had quarantined before he had, actually, because I have friends in tech. And I had one friend who actually thought he had it. So... I knew I was good, but I wanted to make sure he was good. So we finally met. I think we met out. Well, our first date was at a, our real first date in person was at a grocery store. <laughs> and okay, we had to do the waiting six feet outside. And it was so intense. I mean, we had full N95 masks and um, gloves and everything when we first met because, you know, it was, it, it's a bit more laid back now, but. So that, that's awkward in itself, right? You meet someone you've never seen his face before other than FaceTime, right? And the first and time you meet him, you're wearing the most unattractive masks in history because now we have like designer masks and we have beaded masks and we have see-through masks. But initially the N95s were definitely the most unattractive masks anywhere oh, performing surgery, far. right? Oh my gosh. And not only that, when you take the mask off, it leaves like a ring around your mouth. That's the most unattractive thing ever. And... I mean, let's be real. Most girls during coronavirus have been in sweatpants. I don't think I've worn makeup in a very long time. <laughs> I'm just, it's, it's kind of sad. Like guys are more open to sharing their feelings and being a bit more, um, I guess, open to relationships that they weren't. Like a lot of my friends who are players are more open to relationships. But the girls right now, we are just like, this is us, take it or leave it. We haven't shaved our legs in a week. What do you think? Like, like it or not, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, like us or not, we're not trying anymore. <laughs> so, so interesting enough, the first time you meet this fellow, I guess we can call him, the, you know, his name would be Joe, according to okay. uh, the story, because no one's sort of getting incremented in these stories here. Do you, are you instantly attracted to him with the N95? Or are you like, you know, I need to really give this some thought because it is hard to connect with people with a mask on. And if you've never seen their face before in your first encounter, you're both wearing masks. It is beyond awkward. I think we've all been there, right? So what was your first take when you saw him and you both had these masks on? Um, it's a little eerie when you meet somebody in the very beginning with a mask. I mean, at that time too, 
I remember at one point we were trying to actually, our second or third date, we were trying to find a park and we went to Hancock Park and we saw this family and they were like all creepily in white with like a mask. And I was like, what year are we in? Like, this just feels like we're in like Mad Max or something different. And that was in the very beginning. Now you go somewhere and if somebody isn't wearing a mask, you're like, whoa, that's so weird. Like, it's very different how your mind changes, but, um, yeah, I mean, we didn't wear a mask the entire time. Like the, for the very first date, we pretty much did. And then once we obviously started hanging out more and we only saw each other, we wouldn't wear a mask. But um, honestly, it took a while to have a first kiss because <laughs> you're so scared. You're like, yeah. you're sure you haven't been, like, you sure you haven't seen anyone. You're, you, you definitely are antibacterial all the time. Like, are you washing your hands with the full happy birthday? are you, you know, in the very beginning, it was very touch and go, but yeah. So. so do you actually go in for the hug or the hello kiss the first time you meet him? Or is it the awkward elbow thing that I've been doing with everyone the past five months where they think that I'm like a cold person because I don't want to hug them. Um, so if I'm being really honest, when I don't really like the guy, like I've gone on a couple other dates and when I don't really like the guy, I kind of use the excuse of coronavirus so I don't have to. <laughs> right. But if I'm really into a guy and I really feel like there's potential and I want to see him again, I would go for it. Yeah, I would kiss him or, you know, especially if you guys have already talked about quarantining. So him and I actually, actually we had the world's longest first date because there was nothing else to do. And I even said to him like, there is, this is the one time that I'm coming to a guy's house as like a first date, but we went to a grocery store and then he cooked for me and we stayed up all night and talked and our date lasted 27 hours or something crazy, but we didn't do anything at all. He was a total gentleman. I was actually very surprised. And I was also a little disappointed because I was like, man, it has been a while, but like, all right, fine. If you want to be a gentleman, all right. Well, it is awkward to go to someone's house on the first date, right? And it's never really recommended, but I guess these are strange times. So people yeah. sort of have to pivot and decide there what they want to do. There was nowhere to go in the beginning. Yeah. Absolutely everything was closed. I remember even just being out on the road, I was scared being out on the road. Like I didn't even know if that was allowed. Like you were allowed to drive your car anywhere. So it was definitely weird times. Um, I also did not have cable at the time since I had just moved in. So um, I was fine to stay in there 27 hours. <laughs> right. So you basically stay at the guy's house because he has cable. Yeah. 27 and for hour the record, day. the guy that I went out with before that guy, I still have his Netflix account on my, uh, <laughs> on my iPad. And I just, I actually, right now, I just switched from AT&T to Spectrum and I, I haven't figured out how to set up Spectrum yet. And I've been using my hotspot to link to my computer. And I was like, ooh, I forgot we still have his, his Netflix password. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't notice like the new continued watching for. <laughs> yeah. So walk me through how that's going on. So you date this guy for how long? The 27 hour date guy, you know, he's got cable. You're, you know, this yeah. is you. I mean, that's the first date was at a grocery store. You've got internet and cable. Holla, call me. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he, we dated actually three months, three months, I think. And then we, you know, I, He's awesome. Like we're still friends, but we were going to murder each other if we continued dating. <laughs> it was a very kind of um, passionate kind of situation, but we're polar opposites, everything. So, you know, he was the more sensitive um, actor type and I'm the more sports Philly girl. I mean, look at me. I'm in a Lakers jersey right now. Um, the more uh, 
I'm more sporty, you know, but he was good about it because uh, the NFL draft was happening while we were hanging out. So I was controlling the TV for a very long portion of that time. But I remember one fight we got in, actually, I was so pissed. I was so pissed. We got in a big fight and I stormed out and I went to my buddy's house and he actually has a podcast too. I interrupted him completely crying like, I hate him and I hate men. And he's like, I'm filming. Like, what the, I'm like, it's gotta stop. I'm so sad. Like, <laughs> and he had like a very important guest on, like a celebrity guest. And I was like, excuse me, we need to have girl talk even though he's a man. Like, <laughs> so yeah. So then we went back together again and it was very, very off and on. And I adore him as a human. As a mate, we will murder each other. So, that's, so that, that's an interesting question, right? Because I think a lot of people find themselves quarantining with people they not, you know, maybe they not necessarily would have dated or just because of out of convenience, out of the fact that it is so hard to date right now. I mean, think about where you can meet people. You really can't, people don't want anyone approaching them wearing a mask, right? That's first and foremost, it's just weird, right? So you have friends, like I have a friend that approaches people in a supermarket with a mask girls are wearing masks. I think that's bizarre because they don't even know what each other looks like when they decide to go on a date. So it's beyond weird. But where are you meeting people now besides apps? Because now you're, you know, you're single again, I, I assume, right? So yeah. where are you meeting people now? How are you getting through this? Do you feel like relationships are more important to you now? Is there a perspective on relationships? Does it make you want to be married more? Does it make you want to be single? Do you want to hold on to every relationship you have because of this? So that's a very interesting point. You said, um, I am 50, 50. So, okay. So I want somebody to snuggle with and hold and like watch TV with, but I actually don't know if I want to get married after all of this. You actually hit on a really crazy point. Um, I just don't know. I, I actually started thinking the opposite. I think most girls are, you know, wedding belled up or thinking they want to move in with their partner and this, this, and that. And even when I was dating that guy, he used to jokingly ask me to be his girlfriend all the time. And I was like, nah, why? Like, what's the point? I don't know. Like, I just was like, why? <laughs> but then it's really funny because after we broke up, we decided we were each other's exes. He's like, we did date. And I was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you were my ex. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. So we didn't even decide we were actually dating officially until we broke up. Um, we gave each other the title as exes. So I don't know, like, I, I don't know. What about you? I don't think I know what I want yet. I think the world is so unstable. How could you know that you want to be married or this or that? You know, it's just, it's interesting. But what about you? I, I, think, about you. I think being single during this time period and living alone is tough. I think it's tough for it's a lot tough. of people. I think we crave human interaction. You know, as humans, it's part of something that's innate for us, right? It's like, if you miss your friends and you miss having a spouse and whatnot. I mean, it, there's, when you're a social person, there's nothing worse than being in quarantine for months by yourself. And thank God I had my squealing dog that was uh, just taken away to be with the dog walker <laughs> of the day. But, you know, without, without animals, I don't know where we would be. And so I, I like you, and I'm a very social person and I make the best of what it is right now. But it kind of leads me to my next question for you. Fast forward now, you're out of this relationship and you are single. Are you asking friends to set you up because the apps don't really work for you? I mean, can I be super honest and tell them what we talked about? Yeah, sure. We, well, we can, talk, we can talk about the fact that we spoke about, you know, meeting yeah, people through people. Yeah, we haven't done it yet. We haven't done it yet. But yeah, so for the listeners that are listening that don't understand, um, you hit on a point. Yes. So when there's 
there's there's either dating apps or there's recommendations of friends. Well, that's but, the other uh, that's the other point, I guess, right? When there are people that are single, because everyone, back to my point, actually, everyone is looking for human interactions. People date and they move a lot quicker now. In some cases, you you know, you stayed with this guy for twenty seven hours. Would that ever have happened if we weren't during a pandemic? Oh God, no! I would have yeah. been like, oh, I have to like wash my hair or you know i have to you know i have to work tomorrow morning really early i'm sorry i gotta go um but when there's really not much that was happening especially in the very beginning i'm talking like the first couple of weeks of coronavirus we were just like well i mean there's nothing to do today what do you want do you want to you want to hang keep hanging out like we kept hanging out it just kept happening so yeah and then it was like well what are you doing tomorrow all right like let's hang out normally a guy would be like i'll call you in a couple of days and you know like text a girl like hey what are you doing next week and it would take you almost a week to make a, a plan this was just phone call hey come want to do something oh, yeah let's do it you know what do you, what do you want to do so it definitely like i said speeds up anything that you have and you do things you wouldn't normally do like going over to a strange man's house and hoping that he's not you know like a crazy person um but yeah so i don't know i would say that definitely between either you know friends or god help me my mother tries to always set me up i swear um, is that working out for you <laughs> does uh, your mother actually recommend in men we'll just right. say that we have very different tastes in men. So. so any any last great stories you can leave us with about like a, a date that went wrong during coronavirus or someone that you met online, you know, that catfished you. I mean, there's so many things that could happen during this era. And, oh, or or yeah, even going I mean, to a weird place, like you mentioned, the grocery store. What a weird first date. Yeah, it was. It was weird, but it wasn't. It's so crazy because there really was nowhere else to go at that time. I mean, now I would think that's super weird if I was like, hey, you can get the grocery store. But there was absolutely nothing to do in the very beginning. So it just kind of seemed weird, but okay. Um, especially because it was in the very beginning when we had to, they were, you know, there was arrows in the aisle and the guys were, it, it was just, we had to wait outside in a line for a very long time. That was more awkward. You yeah. don't just waltz into a grocery store. You have to wait six feet and him and I had to be six feet apart. And I was like, so like, you doing good up there? Yeah, you're good. Okay. <laughs> like it was, it was a very, it couldn't be more awkward. It was so awkward. But, uh, besides that, yeah, I've definitely been catfished a lot. Um, but that's also why I tried to do a video with them before. So you really do need to decide who you're going to see. Um, I've met, I met one guy out in public outside, you know, fresh air, six feet apart. Um, and if they're not really the vibe I can see myself being trapped in a house with for a while, then yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> then I move on. But yeah, he was probably the main person I would say during coronavirus that I hung out with. Um, and I haven't really had too many other wild dates because there's not really much else we can do. This was enough and amazing. And it's great. It's great, Ash. And, and I appreciate you coming on. I think your story is great. I think everybody can relate to a lot of things that you're saying. Everyone is going through this in their own way. So whether it's, you know, first dates in March, meeting people at the grocery store with an N95 or staying with someone for way long overdue that you should be because we didn't have any other choices. I think everyone's in the same boat and people can relate to all this stuff. So it's, uh, it's very, very important. So all good stuff. I appreciate it. So lovely to see you. Good to see um, you too. We'll speak soon. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Bye.
You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. My next guest is, I actually will refer to her as Susan for the purpose of this show, because everybody is sort of remaining anonymous, as you know. Welcoming to the show, my friend who has some great stories about finding love in the age of the coronavirus during the pandemic. This is such a trying time. We don't know who's infected, who has this thing, who doesn't, who's been safe, who's been careful. I particularly uh, like your stories. We've been friends for, for a little bit now, and um, you're highly entertaining. And uh, walk me back to the beginning, kind of like, you know, about March. Were you dating? Introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your life. Okay. Well, um, I feel like I was very adamant about going out in the beginning because I was like, oh, you know, I'll just be safe and nothing will affect me. And it was it was strange because like you said, you really don't know who you can trust and dating a complete stranger, not when you're like set up with a friend was, uh, was interesting. And so it's, it's March, right? And, and everything comes to a halt. Were you dating before March? Were you single? What was your status? I was actually dating someone before March, and it was long distance, which is literally the worst thing possible. And they live in London. So we were already kind of on the rocks, which is interesting because of the distance, because um, he actually works as a, a bodyguard for, for a, a big celebrity. So his job entails being with this person for you know 30 days at a time and then they have 30 days off so in the 30 days off you know we could visit each other um i was in london in the beginning of the year and it was all great and dandy and then um (laughs) the pandemic hit and i was like oh okay well i won't see you for a month or you know two months and then it was okay well i think this is not gonna work (laughs) and how would you typically meet people before this right you met him maybe online i'm not quite sure but was that how you would normally typically meet people or through a friend or? This was actually through a friend. But before that, um, it was, I've gone on a couple dates from, uh, from sliding in the DMs, not going to lie. <laughs> so you would be the one actually sliding into people's DMs? No, well, I have. <laughs> I have. I definitely okay. have. <laughs> Or vice versa. But either way, whether it was the DMs or dating apps, I mean, it's, it's not, uh, it would not be unlike you to meet someone via the internet and, and through that way, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's, I feel like it's pretty typical. I was actually telling my friend the other day that I can't remember the last time I went out with someone in real life. Like when, you know, you go to get coffee and someone, someone's like, hey, do you want to go out? I don't think that's happened to me in a long time. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe well, especially, I <laughs> especially with the masks now and amidst the pandemic, obviously it creates a whole nother level of complexity to that, that Ooh. for sure. But one of your stories in particular that always sort of rang true to me, and it, it involves a mask. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll let you tell it because around March or April, you were starting to date or maybe May. I'm not sure when, whenever the lockdown, when these things were eased up a little bit and people could actually get out in public and go to restaurants. I'm going to say it was May, June. Um, so talk to me about that first experience and and what that was like for you. Yeah, boy, that was, that was very interesting. So after, um, this whole long distance sort of partying, I wasn't dating anyone and then the pandemic really hit and then it got lifted. And for some reason at that point, all my friends were 
dating. I don't know. I think quarantine relationships, right? Suddenly everyone's in a relationship. And so this uh, gentleman slid in the DMs multiple times. I just had not seen them. And I was on a jog and I started going through the other box because I had time. And while you were jogging. While I was jogging, obviously. Which is what people should be doing when they're jogging. (laughs) (laughs) I... I looked up, um, I looked him up and I was like, oh, he's kind of cute. And and he's a trainer and he's very into fitness. And I was all on this fitness journey. And my friends were like, just go out with him. Like, what's the worst that could happen? And I was like, yeah, okay. So I finally respond. He was very excited. And um, he lives in Newport Beach. So that's quite far. I live in the Valley. And we kept trying to organize where we could meet. And he's like, well, um, I've never been to this place. It's, it's by the beach. It's in Malibu. Why don't we go there? And um, I, like to many of my jobs, like to show up early because I like to find parking and do the whole shebang. And um, I showed up and he was running a little bit behind and valet was completely full because now that the, the ban was kind of lifted, everyone's like, let's go out to eat. And oh, was this like uh, a Soho Malibu kind of place or one of those? Of, yeah, yeah. It, it was a little bit more touristy. I forget the name of it, but it's literally in that vicinity. It's like on the same block. Moon Shadows or Jeffries or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And um, so he's texting me that he's running late and there's there's no parking. So he has to park about 20 minutes away. So it's kind of a far walk. So by the time I meet him, he's you know a little bit sweaty, a little bit um, anxious and it was fine. And then we get in line and I was like, Hey, like, where's your mask? <laughs> and he's like, Oh shit. And I'm like, Oh, come on. You didn't bring your mask. Like that's like not bringing your wallet or your phone. Like, you know? <laughs> so, um, he just has this panic look on his face. He's like, well, I could walk back to the car. And I'm like, well, that's going to be another 20 minutes. And when, by the time you walk back, it's going to be 40 minutes. It's going to be an hour. No. And he's like, I-, I got an idea. Just, you know what? Go inside without me. And I was like, okay. So I go inside waiting by the bar. Five minutes go by, 10 minutes go by, 15 minutes go by. And I'm like, where the hell is this guy? So I sort of peek out outside to the line and I see him standing there with this very accomplished grin on his face. And I'm like, thumbs up. And he shows me thumbs up and lifts up a mask that he made out of toilet paper. (laughs) And I'm like, what is that? How do you even make a mask out of toilet paper? That's oh my, my first God. question. It was like a second grade project. It just, he tried to make, I don't know, he tried to make the part around your mouth um, like multi layered. And then he sort of like twisted the ends on the sides. And I'm like, honey, no, this is not going to work. <laughs> you are not going to be at this restaurant with toilet paper on your face. So this date is not going well. This date is not <laughs> going well. Like I can't tell if I should be laughing hysterically or if I should feel bad for him or if I should be annoyed. So I go up to the hostess and I'm like, Hey, do you guys sell masks? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, crisis averted. Why didn't you think of that? So he ends up buying the mask. We go to the bar and it's, you know, it's a little bit tense. We're kind of laughing it off. But he he looks at the menu and he's like, oh my God. And I'm like, what? And he's like, $18 for a margarita? And I was like, yeah, you know, it's all those ingredients they put in there, I guess. (laughs) Freshly picked prickly pear. <laughs> this is not only dating during a pandemic. This is the worst date in history. Already. The worst date of my life. <laughs> right. 
So at that point, were you like, I want to continue with this? I mean, it definitely adds another layer, as I mentioned, but you know, it also makes us assess like we need human connections more now than ever. Were you like, you know what, this data is going horrible, but I haven't really been on a date in like two months. I've been a little bit home, you know, living at my house. Uh, and so at the end of the day, like, were you still like, let me roll with this, even if it's terrible? Honestly, yeah. I, I feel like I was in that mindset because I already left my house and it was such a pleasure to leave my house and have a destination. And a lot of my friends weren't even in town. So I, I really had not left. I've been quarantined for like 78 days or something. So I didn't leave right away. And I was just trying to savor the experience of just being somewhere. Um, but I think the company you're with definitely has a, a large part to do with how you feel at the end. No question. But, um, but yeah, I definitely just sort of stuck around there for a little bit longer than I wanted to. If it was up to me, I, I probably would have bounced after that first drink. But uh, he very lovingly asked to share a taco. So. And did you, things like even sharing food at that point, right? Because a, a couple of months ago, people were even more, more high alert than they are now. Were yeah. you okay sharing a taco and food with the guy? Because if you listen to Dr. Fauci, don't share any food. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was like, I'm good. Also, yeah, I just, I, at that point, I was like, you know what, I'm not really even hungry. I'm just going to sip on my very expensive drink and call it a day. <laughs> and does it continue to go downhill from there? And, and, and obviously, one of the main things I wanted to ask you, too, because even greeting people, saying goodbye to people during this whole pandemic is so awkward. I mean, it couldn't be more awkward. I'm a hugger. I know you pretty well. You're a hugger. You're affectionate. So am I. Like it's our natural inclination to want to hug people, kiss hello, goodbye. And, and I'm literally giving people like the backside of my elbow and, and they're like, okay, this weird cold guy, like, you know, that's not the case. It's just, I don't know, you know, I feel like if you watch the news, as I always say, it's very confusing. You're literally ready to jump off your balcony. No one knows what to do, what's right, what's wrong. Every day I read something, you know, a couple of days ago, CDC issues a dire warning to take precautions again. And then I read something today that says no more 14 day quarantine to fly into certain states. And then I read something today saying herd immunity worked in this town in Brazil that only had 20% infection. So, I, you know, it's so hard. The information's coming at us from all these different angles. But how do you, how does this date end? How do you say goodbye to the guy? Um, well, he walked me to my car, which I thought was nice because he parked 20 minutes in the other direction so i was like you know i would offer to drive you but i live in the other side he's like no 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 it's totally fine and he was like well i, ha I had a great time and i was like i i'm so glad that we did this you know and thank you for driving so far and um he was like yeah we should we should do it again and i was like yeah you know but in my head i i know that it's gonna be a no so i just don't I don't want to lie to the guy either, but we just kind of did like a, like an awkward side hug, you know, right. and then this like awkward little hand gesture that's like, okay, bye, never see you again. <laughs> <laughs> so since then, I mean, how do you feel? I mean, if you end up meeting a guy, it could be on the app, it could be anywhere. I mean, somebody eventually, you know, sometimes, you know, leads to intimacy and people think yeah. about, do I need to kiss this person? Do I go further? Is there a test involved? Do I ask them if they have had a COVID test? Because I feel like kissing is maybe the most intimate thing you could do right now. And that's the thing that people are saying don't do. 
right? So like, do anything, just don't kiss, right? So would you ask someone if they had a COVID test, even if you were to possibly kiss them? Honestly, I, I would ask them prior to meeting them. I would literally ask them, when was the last time you had a test? I would also go through their stories and see like how many people they've been around. Just because I feel like after taking so many various precautions to just get that from a random date from a kiss, I would be so pissed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, so, it's crazy, but something we have to take into account. I mean, how do you view your dating life the next couple of months, right? Let's say clearly we don't have any idea if there'll be a vaccine for the next three, six months, whatever, maybe we're still right. like everyone, we're thoroughly confused. So <laughs> what do you, what are you looking ahead? You know, when you look at your life, Susan, um, how would you, how would you say this is going to affect your life and how it'll affect your dating? And, and what do you think? I mean, are you, do you feel like you're up to going to dinners where there's groups of six people and sitting near people? And I mean, how do you feel about all that? You know, I feel like the dating game for me has been very strange and I'm already a selective human being. And I feel like this is making me even more so selective. Like, I'm like, do I really want to spend my time getting to know this random person, like meeting for the first time, assuming we meet on an app or, or online or something in a mask. And then, you know, having that awkward interaction with the waiter, with their, you know, face blinders and all that stuff. Uh, I just don't know if it's worth it to me, honestly, right now. Like, I'm like, maybe I should just focus on not dating and, um, you know, all my quarantine achievement lists. But in terms of going out, I do feel like, and I know we've talked about this before, I'm not going to not see my friends or, you know, try to maintain some kind of a social life that will make me happy. Right. <laughs> but I'm definitely more aware just of larger groups, like just parties in general. And I know we talked about like my roommates having a big gathering on Sunday at our house, but we're literally telling people like, Hey, just make sure, you know, you've, you've had a test in the last week, which I know you can have a test and then get it anyway. But I think it makes you feel a little bit better if someone's like trying to be on top of it or, yeah. you know, trying to be conscious of these things. Um, so when you say like a large gathering, would that be 20 people, 10 people? What kind of? It's going to be between 15 and 20. Yeah. And then because I, I had about six people to my house for my birthday. I did multiple different little things, groups of five people, six people. I saw you at one of the little gatherings of five mm -hmm. or six people. But I even put like furniture like out six feet apart. And then in the end, like even if there's six people, they still come together. Right. So it's, it's hard to really know. I mean, you can only be so you can do the best you can. And then, then you know, but looking towards the future, I mean, I, I love your stories. I think your stories are incredible. I, I, you know, I feel bad that that it's brought us to this, that you even have to evaluate now if you if you can date or you can find love, because right. it's unfortunate that that's where we're at. I mean, everyone should be able to find love. I find for myself in particular, even more so now, I think it makes you assess like, do you want love? Yes, you know, it's okay to want love and it's okay to want love more now because again, I think when you don't have it for months, cause you really, we really couldn't leave our house for a period of two or three months, you know, priorities change, people you're hanging out with become more selective, like you said, right. and, yeah. uh, and you start to think, you know what? Let me just eliminate people that don't like add value to me in my life if they're not great I people, you know, so. 
I know that sounds crazy, but I really feel like I've been going through this like weird cleansing of friend circles of, you know, people who I'm like, why do I hang out with you though? Or like, yeah. I don't really trust you. <laughs> exactly. So moving forward, you plan that whatever dates you possibly might go on, are they just through the app world? Or are you open to meeting people like IRL in real life, you know? I mean, I'm definitely open to meeting people in IRL. I always am. I just feel like no one ever approaches me that way for whatever reason. Um, I've been told that they think I'm a bitch to let they meet me and then they're really confused because I'm really nice. But uh, especially with the whole mask thing, like even the night that we were at dinner, we were waiting in line uh, for the girls' bathroom and three guys approached us in masks and we were all wearing masks and they're like, hey, hey ladies. And one of them actually extended his hand to shake one of the girl's hands. And I was like, excuse me, sir, did you forget about Corona? And I literally <laughs> took out my sanitizer from my purse and he started laughing. He's like, yeah, we just wanted to know like what you guys are doing. We're like, we're at dinner, you know, with our friends. And they're like, oh, well like come to room 210 after like we're having a party. And we're like, what, why would we come to a random hotel room with you three masked men? This is especially not during Corona. This we have no crazy. idea who you are. We have no idea who you are, yeah. but you know, one of the guys, could have been cute and could have been cool, but we we don't know, nor do I really want to find out in that moment because I don't know who you are. You're a stranger right now, you know? Yeah, I told the story earlier that I'll, I'll leave you with. A friend of mine I was uh, speaking to the other day has a friend who met a guy online, um, but they never actually FaceTimed and they didn't look at each other's social media. That was sort of the agreement. So oh. they met with masks once. They kept the masks on during the date. Wow. Was, I believe subsequently like, two other dates where they kept the masks on the entire time, which I would find completely nerve wracking, but it's a little bit harkens back to like love is blind. And, you know, I guess, yeah. I mean, do you want to connect with someone on another level and maybe like looks aren't a priority at first, which I get, I mean, you can sort of make out what someone looks like their height or, you know, their vibe, but you're still missing, you know, let's call yeah. three quarters of their face if they're wearing a hat, a sunglasses and a, and a, on a mask it's it's definitely not the best uh way to see what they look like but regardless i guess it worked out i, I was talking to her and she said it worked out for them for now you know but what an interesting thing i mean i you know early on you know people were doing things like distance walks and things like that i think that, that everyone's guard has been dropped a little bit but i'm sure like hopefully we'll all find love in this pandemic and uh and i love your stories thank you for coming on you're uh, a beam of uh, light and whenever i see you i smile so, um, and you know, we only keep the names, uh, anonymous because, you know, we don't want the guys that are in the stories to get upset. So <laughs> that way no one really knows who it is, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know uh, well, he definitely yeah. wants the story. So <laughs> no question. No question. Well, all right. Well, great to speak to you and, uh, Glad we'll be you. chatting soon. Okay, bye. You're listening to lips LA with Scott lips. Hey guys, it's Scott. So that was interesting and definitely informative. My next guest that's going to be calling in from the East Coast has some insight too about dating in the pandemic, uh, what it's like, how she's doing in all this. I think all these stories are interesting and together it's a great snapshot of what we're going through and uh, something really fun but also informative. And I feel like when we all go through this together, it makes it so relatable because I don't think there's a person in the world that's single now that's not thinking all these things, right? So hard times, interesting times. Um, for the purpose of this interview, 
My friend's name is Leslie. So we're waiting for Leslie to call in from the East Coast. And we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. All right, we are back. So for the purpose of this interview, uh, we'll be f- referring to my friend as Leslie, I guess, because, you know, everyone's sort of an- anonymous these days and, and it's all good. So how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So, you know, we're really getting into talking about people's lives, finding love during a pandemic, dating the- during the COVID era, what people are going through. I thought, you know, we kind of did some pre-interviews and I thought you had a lot of great things to say. So just wanted to kind of rewind the clock a little bit. Take me back. Tell me about yourself, where you're from. I, I believe you're in New York right now. Um, and what life was like for you in like March when this all started? Well, when it all started, life, from, well, I was panicked. I was panicked like everyone else. And honestly, I think in the beginning, I thought it was only me who was panicked for some reason. But then when I realized it's actually affecting everyone in the world, um, it made me a little bit less panicked. And did you, were you single at that point about, let's walk me back to about March 15th, March 20th, when we went into lockdown, because you're in New York, right? Yes. So I, I'm, I was single at that point. I am still single at that point, but I was seeing someone um, kind of like a friends and benefits type of thing. And so the lockdown starts, everyone's panicked, you're panicked, I'm panicked, the whole world is panicked, and mm-hmm. we really don't know where this is going. Did you give some thought to like the current when you started seeing someone, we already seen them before this. So we like, you know what, maybe I should just stay with this person because I'm not going to be able to meet anyone for the next few months. Or did you start to think about how am I going to meet someone? Well, in the beginning, I felt I didn't know how long this was going to last. In the beginning, I thought this was going to be like New York was going to be on lockdown for maybe two, three weeks. Um, But then after realizing that this is going to take a really long time. I think that even having that person, the friends with benefits, I was very grateful for because I had a companion from time to time. And I actually had like physical affection because other, other than that, I was just sitting in my studio apartment alone. And did you think for a moment, you know, was there a point of view that a part of you that said, you know, this relationship isn't going anywhere, but because it's better than nothing, you know, I'm going to get something out of this that maybe I'm going to put more emphasis on this relationship than I wouldn't have if we weren't in quarantine. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I feel like also my friends who were involved with someone before, even if it was toxic or abusive in a way, they chose to stay because of all the uncertainty. Yeah, which, which is a really interesting point, and, and that should never be the case. But I do understand during this time, everybody was sort of, as you mentioned, panicking and freaking out. So now fast forward, we've gone, let's say, five or six months through the pandemic. I mean, I want to talk about the first time you meet. First of all, how do you meet people these days? Are you out of this uh, you know, relationship that was the friends with benefits? Um, I'm still in it. Okay. <laughs> I am still in it, but I'm, I'm open to dating and I have went on one day and one FaceTime date. So walk me through, how do you meet guys? Are you meeting guys on Tinder or Raya or Bumble? Or are you meeting guys through DM? How do, how do guys approach you? Hinge. Hinge. Okay. Hinge. And, um, so I think because of the isolation, I was making more of an effort to be open-minded. I'm not good at dating apps in general. Um, 
so I think that I was making more of an effort because of everything that's happening. And so I was open to FaceTiming with this guy from Hinge and then going on a date with another guy. And it hasn't like really worked well for me, to be honest. So, but a guy, a, guy, a guy hit you up on Hinge, right? And immediately they have that video button, I think, on a lot of these apps. So do you give him your number? Do you say to him, hey, let's chat first? I mean, walk me through the process of how that works for you. And, and again, I feel like a lot of things are being sped up now because of the coronavirus and the pandemic. And a lot of things are taking shape a lot differently than they wouldn't have if we weren't going through this, right? So kind of walk me through the process of you meeting someone on one of these apps. So you match and then you kind of chat and you see if you have good banter um, and you probably continue chatting and getting to know each other like small talk. There's some people who are like, I wanna FaceTime right away. And there's some people who, um, when restaurants were allowed to open, they, they were like, let's meet right away. Um, and with one guy, I was chatting with him for about like a week and we tried to FaceTime, then like it didn't work. He was busy, I was busy. And then we did FaceTime and it was so awkward and weird, which is interesting because our conversations through text message were actually interesting. And when we just went on FaceTime, it just got super awkward and it was like a different layer. Well, the truth is it's an awkward way to meet people, right? So you're never gonna have that connection. Like when you meet people in person, there's chemistry, you know, there's pheromones, people have like yes. charisma. You, you can't really always feel charisma through Zoom or FaceTime. It's probably the most impersonal way you could ever meet. But, yeah. you know, so did that, when you did FaceTime with, with this one or two guys that you met on there, did you think, you know, I do want to meet them in person or was the risk too much for you with coronavirus going on where you thought, you know what, it's not really, really worth it. I'm not, I don't feel like, you know, that call went so well, the video call that I even want to put myself in jeopardy to meet this person with everything going on? Um, it's not even about the risk of Corona, just we had such lack of chemistry and I don't know if we met in person, if it would have been that way. So that's the only reason I didn't want to meet because it was just so awkward and weird and we never spoke after that. And that was it? That was it. Does this time period sort of make you look at relationships a little bit differently? I mean, one thing you said to me before, which I thought was fascinating is that you said, I don't even know if we're ever going to find love right now. Like, I mean, can you even find, you know, something to the effect of like, it makes you assess where we're at and how do we find love now? And can we find love? Right. So are you optimistic that you could find love in an era like this? It may, things may not be back to normal for a good three to six months. And even then we don't really know. So does that uncertainty make you want to call your exes? Does it make you want to get back on the apps? Or are you thinking, you know what? You're just going to get out there and try and meet people in a weird way. Maybe you're at a restaurant and some guy does approach you with a mask, but you're okay with it. I, I'm not sure. I'd love to hear where your head's at. It's interesting because, because of the pandemic and the isolation. So I think if someone is single pre-pandemic and they may feel lonely, um, you know, they they feel it. But I think it's, 10 times more during a pandemic because you're forced to be isolated from people. So you almost feel kind of a want and maybe a pressure to find someone to, someone you can connect with or love or companionship, anything like that. But I don't know, it's, 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 I 
spoken to my friends about it who are single because I have friends who are now that just got married and are engaged and my single friends and I are more so I think there's a uncertainty of how we're going to meet someone because I don't have a lot of hope from the apps at all to be honest like I went on one date this guy was good looking we seem to have again good banter we go on the date the first 10 minutes I learned that he's married <laughs> which is never good <laughs> no and then the date became about his problems with his like his wife that he's separating with or anything like that. But imagine sitting at home for three months, you know, and I haven't been out. You want to just go out. I'm not saying I'm going to go out and meet the love of my life, but you want to go out and kind of like flirt and have a good time and like keep things lighthearted and like get good energy from people. And then it's this it, and then this happens. Yeah, it's weird. And I have friends who also, you know, they're, successful woman they have great jobs but they're single and they feel as though because of the uncertainty of their life of where it's going they feel like they're not going to meet that person because i think everyone has that energy about them right now so it's not i don't know you're just it, it's just a weird it's just a really really weird complicated situation were there and any like know. awkward there i was gonna say were there any awkward moments that happen when people hit you up through DMs, dating apps, where you're like, hell no. Like, someone's like, hey, meet me at the grocery store and that's going to be our date. Or, you know, I'll meet you in the park and maybe you're not into going to the park. Anything like that that happens. Well, some people are like, let's, like, you know, like, let's go do a picnic. Um, and I, I don't really, you know, when you're meeting someone for the first time, you want it to be casual. You don't want to be like setting up a picnic and sitting and like, you don't, you know, or, some people would just invite you to their homes, which I think is like <laughs> a little bit strange because when there was no restaurants open and you can only go outdoors, the only place you can hang out is at each other's houses, right? Yeah, we spoke about that on the, the, the guest before. That was her first date. Some guy was like, you know, we'll meet at the supermarket. We'll wear our N95s and then we'll go back to my place and I'll cook you dinner. And I said, that's presumptuous. You know, as a first date, it's not really recommended, but I guess early on you really couldn't do much but i mean did you do any social distancing walks because that's always a weird thing too and never the, the sexiest uh of dates i guess you know but people did I, it too i opted out not to not do it because I, I i think again i think that's also awkward like meeting someone and you're just walking together or i don't know by the way you're not even walking together you're walking six feet apart which in right. itself is very weird in masks too so in you masks. can probably like barely hear each other right. what you're saying um i don't know it's very it's tough to say during this time because especially with a place like new york like you come to new york obviously for business and the culture but a lot of the beauty of new york is the ability to meet people so spontaneously um and the energy you get from them right and that's that's not there right now yeah, that's so, sad. I mean, the museums aren't open. None of the nightlife's open. Even the fact of meeting people, like you said, impromptu in New York, you really can't for the moment. I mean, other than people approaching you with masks on, which I think is quite awkward. And luckily, no one's ever approached me with a mask to me, but I don't know how I'd feel about it. So it's a, it's a weird time. Would you be okay with a guy approaching you to ask you out, him wearing a mask, you wearing a mask, and him not knowing exactly what you look like? Would you because there are shows like Love is Blind where obviously people connect strictly on the fact that they correct, can connect on a different level, right? Would that be something that you would be okay with? 
Um, honestly, I would, I don't see someone doing that for some reason, because when I go to restaurants, everyone is so secluded. And I think people are, um, people are actually, some people are very scared about like, uh, closeness with people. But I think that if a guy did that, I would think, wow, like that was ballsy. And I would actually think that was very confident of him during all this time to come up to a person with his mask, with me in my mask and to just talk and initiate a conversation. I think, yeah, like I would be open to it. I do have a friend that does that. And every time I talk to him, I say, isn't it odd that you don't know what the other person looks like when you ask them out? Because essentially you see people now wearing hats, sunglasses and masks. I'm like, you could be the invisible man. I don't know who you're talking to. Like, so that, that in itself is, is odd. But what do you think the future holds for you, Leslie? Are you uh, optimistic where things could go, given the fact that, uh, you know, people are seen to be out and about a little bit more in New York. There's restaurants like Lola's and places like that where people are, I hope, social distancing gathering. But, you know, they seem like fairly lively. And Soho seems to have a little bit of life in it. It seems like Europe a little bit right now when I look at all the outdoor seating and what's going on there. Are you optimistic that things could happen for you and you would meet someone organically now? Yes and no. I think while the weather will allow it, potentially, um, you could meet someone and people are, yes, you're right. People are going out more. People are making more plans. So I think you can meet someone organically, but I think it's through your friends, right? But I think that when the weather changes and there's no more outdoor seating or anything like that i i think then we're all screwed yes. <laughs> Literally. i don't know i don't know what's going to happen then we are all screwed well listen i really appreciate you coming on today i think your insight is is great very helpful for people everybody can relate to this like who doesn't have a story for me i think the most awkward thing is and i said it in the beginning of the episode it's like i'm a social person i'm a hugger you know, I feel like I'm very loving. Like when I see people now, I give them my elbow. I mean, it couldn't be more awkward. I think people think I'm weird, but I'm just trying to like stay away from the Corona. Also people, humans want physical touch and affection. Like we want nurture from other people. Like we're, you know, we're so interdependent on each other. So it's a really weird, it's a really weird feeling right now. Yeah. There's a lot of marriages that are going to take place and babies and quite a lot of divorces. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I agree. I agree. A, it runs the gamut. Well, thank you for coming on. You're, thank you for we know me. your real name, but you know, for the purpose of the podcast, you know, it's a different name like everyone who's been on the show today. But appreciate it. And I hope to see you soon. And thank you for your great insight. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Speak to you soon. Bye. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.